Hey there, welcome to Failcon, a brand new podcast hosted by yours truly, Kasim Wani, where I get to have candid conversations with my peers and colleagues about failure and what we can learn from setbacks in our own lives. In this episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Sandy Lin, a content creator with over 380,000 followers on TikTok. Sandy is an entrepreneur, a TEDx speaker, and an angel investor in companies like Copy.ai, Luminu, and Creator-led VC. If you enjoy content like this and want to learn more about ambitious young individuals creating the next layer of science and technology, make sure to follow the pod on Spotify. And with that, let's roll right into the conversation. Thank you for coming on to the podcast, Sandy. You are a content creator. Uh, one of the things that I've been trying to get on to or trying to do for the past couple of weeks, and I found the whole industry or the whole art of content creation very appealing. But at the same time, it's very uh, it's very difficult to get started. So maybe um, if you can talk about how you got into content creation, and we can. Uh, talk about your whole journey from there. Yeah, definitely. So a little background about myself. Um, I'm a full-time talk TikTok content creator. Um, so I I'm, I'm pretty much categorize myself as like knowledge-based content creator where I talk about mostly on creator economy, how creators are able to grow their account, monetize, and become an entrepreneur rather than just a content creator. So I think that now in day, now in the day, it's kind of mash up together content creator are sort of an entrepreneur right the new type of entrepreneurs um so how i got into it is mid-pandemic in 2020 of june it's been two years now it's it's crazy how time just fly so i got on there um i actually have a personal account where i just create like some random thing like dance like everyone did in quarantine so i from there on i realized like i actually really enjoy um, filming and like I get up in the morning actually getting excited to film something cool and new um, so I've always been a performer like ever since I was a kid like I want to do speech competitions I've always wanted to do that but there wasn't a way for me to release that creativity and I wasn't about to do that on Instagram because back then like Instagram I have my family and friends on there so it's a little cringy for me to get on there um so I thought TikTok is the perfect platform where I can just get to say anything and talk about anything I love um and no one will ever know right so um I just started a second account where I posted about my journey as an entrepreneur so before TikTok I actually started my e-commerce shop that I saw dog collar bandana accessory program for dogs um, so that's where I started my journey, started talking about how I started my first business at 19. And that video blew up and I was like, wow, okay. So I think I, I got something here. Like, let's continue to share something that are a little more valuable than just my life, lower my lifestyle. I think um, being by sharing my, my background, my journey, and being a p- woman of color can inspire other generations, especially with the Gen Z of people just starting their own journey as well. As I was going through your your TikTok, I was just like seeing how many views each video got. And I got to like the first video, which took me a while to scroll down. Oh my God, no way. (laughs) 
that's a long way down. Oh, I was just doing my research <laughs> and uh, it, it took me, I, th- I think the first video was, had like close mm-hmm. to a hundred thousand views. Where did you get all those views from the get go or uh, was there like a curve to uh, becoming viral on TikTok? Yeah. So back then algorithm is a little different. Um, you basically blew up super, super fast within the first mm. hour. You can kind of gauge that if your video is going to blow up or not. So um, that video did so well in the first three, four hours. And then I uploaded a second one that did really well as well. Um, and then I, I saw that my following grew to like 4,000 followers within like two hours and I what the hell is going on and I start getting scared and I was like wow I don't want people to find out about this you know but then I was like heck it like who cares like I like I got something here so I just continued posting like three times per day for six months straight um and then I eventually worked up the courage of showing my profile on my Instagram when I hit about like 10k within like that two days and I was like you know what like who cares? Like either people unfollow me and then they're not my friends and they don't care. Um, perfect. I don't really care anymore. Um, so that's kind of how I got started. Yeah, that, yeah that's that's insane how quick um, TikTok has helped creators grow so fast. I, I, I remember, I think uh, you mentioned somewhere where you grew to like 250,000 followers on TikTok in the first five months. And yeah. uh and I find your story around, you know, posting your journey about your startup while you are doing that startup and making those mistakes very appealing uh, because you now have a catalog of all the things you've done when you did your startup. And like that is very helpful down the line. When you started doing it, uh, was there like a reason that you wanted to talk about startups specifically or was it just that, hey, you know, I'm just doing this, might as well post it. Was there like any inclinations behind why you did this in the in the first place? Yeah, so there is one main reason is that when I first started in 2017 as an e-commerce owner, um, I had no one around me that are for me to ask questions for me to say, Hey, like, how do I even open an LLC? Like anything like that. I had a Google, I have YouTubers back then YouTube was a big thing, And now still, and everything that I learned educational wise was on Google and YouTube and just reading books and opening shops, closing shop and learn from failure. Um, so that prompts me to start that account because I wish I had something like TikTok nowadays where I knew that like I want to start something and I can just go to that catalog of experts or just people that have done it before and learn from them and learn from their mistakes and learn from their experience. Now it's so easy. If you want to start an LLC, there's dozens, like thousand creators out there telling you how to do that. And that's the initial why I started the account. Um, and one of the biggest inspiration I remember when I was still running my personal account, I was scrolling on TikTok and then I saw this guy, Mario. Um, he was the head of marketing at, on, at HM. And I saw him talking about marketing. I was like, wow, that's really cool. Someone's talking about marketing his experience on TikTok. So he really inspired me to get started on the other account. And what really shocked me was that uh, a week in, Mario actually followed me on that account and we actually became friends. And then we were like, I was like, this is incredible. 
Um, TikTok has not only opened doors of networks and just ability to tell stories as well, because in business, storytelling is everything. Right. Yeah. Like I was, I was on TikTok last night uh, trying to learn more about you and I had to create an account and uh, <laughs> I, I went down the rabbit hole of, I think it was your videos and it was like a bunch of other people's videos in the similar yeah. category as you. And I can, yeah, I can tell you, like, I don't think I've seen a more addictive or more powerful uh, social yeah. media al- yeah, algorithm than TikTok. It is extremely powerful. I, I think I spent like an hour, an hour or two just oh, easy. on TikTok. Um, it's insane. Um, so, like in a world where, you know, everyone is creating content, how do you, and I think you, you, you hinted at that earlier with value creation, but how do you stand out a, as a creator? Yeah. So if you asked me that a year or two ago, I'll say, yeah, just provide as much value as possible. And that's how you're going to get people to listen to you. Um, and that's still somewhat true. But um, I think we're we're hitting a market of saturations where everyone is providing value. And that's great. Like we have much more information out there to, for people to learn. But what are actually important now is being able to connect yourself and being able to truthfully present yourself in a authentic way and being able to showcase your personality on the screen right so that's how your audience are going to be able to connect with you and formulate that community because tiktok is a is a game of just chances of video appearing on the for you page you never know who's going to appear on there and that leads to the lack of community sometimes because you're you might pop up once they might follow you once and never your video might not never pop up again but if you are able to make them feel like you are connected to them in some sort of way, that's why Emma Chamberlain was so famous, right? So the, her ability yeah. to tell, feel, make people feel like they're their friends. And that's way more powerful now in the TikTok world. And if you're doing it well, people keep coming back to you and search your account to see what you're up to. That's where a lot of creators couldn't do it. And I'm still learning as well. And in, in, yeah, in the case of Emmett Chamberlain, mm. uh, she was very vulnerable as far as the things that she was going through. And I think that, that definitely helped other girls uh, to learn from her story and almost, you know, see her as a big sister. And exactly. yeah, yeah in, in some of your TikToks, you also like talked about the mistakes you made. Uh, and I think that sort of opening up to, hey, you know, I'm not perfect. It's it's hard. This game is hard for everyone. And I think that, you know, helps people connect, uh, especially when I was like looking through some of the comments. It, it really uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I wanted to uh, uh, talk about your experiences giving a TED Talk. I think it was mm-hmm. February of last year. And uh, your, your TED Talk um, was all about uh, demystifying failure, uh, if I remember correctly. And one of the things that I found very interesting was when you said that if life throws you curveballs, just catch it and throw it back even harder. And I thought that was very interesting. So maybe could you talk a little bit about that and one of the curveballs life has uh, given you over the past few years? Yeah. Um, I would say, you know what, I'm, I'm 23. I couldn't say that I have a lot of curveball thrown at me, but I definitely have asserted um, a few challenges in, the, in life that I 
learn from and change my view of mindset and I've grown so much throughout the year. And even when I gave that tech talk and the person that I am now at, it's totally different, right? So the curveball that I was really talking about back then was um, my mom being sick. And I'm very openly talking about this on my TED talk and also um, on my platform as well. But it's also still really hard for me sometimes to talk about it because it's so close to my heart. Um, so my mom was diagnosed with cancer, ovarian cancer, um, back in 2019. So I was a junior at that time in college. Um, so I, my hometown is in Taiwan. So it means that I'm very, very far apart from my family. I visit home probably maximum two, two weeks per year. So if you add that up, that's literally nothing over the span of four to five years when you were out of college. And that was in the States for six years. Um, and then I just moved back to Taiwan now. So when I heard that my mom was diagnosed with cancer, I, I didn't know how to react, right? So the only feeling I had was guilt. I'm not going to lie. The guilt effect of feeling that I wasn't there for her, maybe potentially if there's someone there with her and taking care of her and making sure that she has everything she needs and the love to care for, her, um, she wouldn't go through that pain. So at that time, I was so focused on work. I had the e-commerce shop. I was making really great money as a college student. And all I wanted to do is become the quote-unquote successful as what people view me as. And that was what I wanted to thrive to be. Um, and I want to beat the society of like thinking that you cannot be an entrepreneur in college or something like that. Now I think about on it, I'm like, that doesn't even freaking matter anymore. Right. So I dropped everything. Obviously, as anyone probably would, I took a gap, gap semester off and came back to Taiwan. That was the only time I spent more than three months in Taiwan. I spent four months in Taiwan, um, went through chemo with my parent, with my mom. And she went through 21 times of chemotherapy. Um, I had to go back to college after. Um, but she's completely recovered now. So that is a the, the beauty of the story um, but through that re- event definitely changed my mindset but changed my entire family mindset as well right so <clears throat> where we really I see life is that doesn't matter the goal that you set doesn't matter um, the thing that you set out to be there's no way in hell that you can predict what's going to happen right that's take another example after 2020 2019 I came back to Boston, where I'm living um, in January 2020. And then pandemic came about March of 2020. Um, How can you predict that? There's no way that you can predict that, right? So when you are thrown to a curveball, sometimes a lot of people shut down, right? So, and are feeling devastated. And that's okay. That's a valid feeling. But what I learned is when you accept the fact that this is happening and being okay and internalizing it and going through that journey and thinking that, you know what, this might be happening for a reason. May not make sense right now, but it will come out from the other side. And I'm a strong believer of that. Um, and that's how where I go in when I'm running my business right now. That's how I see it. I don't like to set KPI. I don't like to set goals. Yes, we we do need some sort of motivators to go there, but what I you need to focus on and what I tell my um, like my team is that we focus on now, 
that's the only thing we can do. No one knows what's going to happen tomorrow. But if you do things right now and making sure that what you do and what you love, who you love are your best, then you live your life to your fullest that day. Yeah, well, that, that's very inspiring. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very happy that your mother is staying well now. Uh, to me, it's like when you're winning in life, it's very hard for you to be grateful and you never ask like, hey, why me? Like, but when things aren't yeah. going your way, you often ask, why me? And so it's, it's very nice that you can, uh, you have internalized it at a very young age. And uh, especially for me too, like I've, I've had, uh, I, I've had challenging moments with running my startups. And I think we started at pretty much the same age. I, I started my first startup when I was 18. And one of the things that uh, in your TED talk you were talking about is like, hey, I'm only 19. Like, you know, none of my friends understand. And it's like so hard starting out. And to me, I was building my first startup. And at the time, I just had this constant uh, doubt of whether I could pull it off. And the engineering was like extremely difficult, especially since I hadn't built any large scale project before. And the, the, the nice thing about going right into the trenches and working on very hard things is there's, when you come out of it, it's either you, you have experienced and you have been able to complete or, uh, or win, or you have learned something if you didn't win. And in and, and, and like our cases, like we learned a lot through these challenging moments. And it, it's, it's pretty interesting where the, the best way to learn is to just go, you know, knee deep into one of these hard problems. And, you know, there's so much you can learn just by giving yourself a really hard time sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit more about what you're doing right now. Yeah, definitely. So as a content creator, I, I, I've been a content creator for a little bit now. And on the side, I also run an agency helping creator match up with brands and facilitating that relationship between creator partnerships and brand partnerships. And as a creator, I experienced firsthand the hardship of brand partnerships. Just imagine having a bunch of email coming at you every single day and wanting to partner up with you on top of that, you might be a student having a full-time job, part-time job, I don't know, but it is overwhelming. And most of these people, most of these creators just started out doing this. So it's really hard to navigate that relationship and how do you even um, communicate with brands, sign contracts, um, create a media kit, which is a digital resume for creators um, and getting paid, right? So all these different questions is really hard and being able to streamline these processes. So that's where I came up with CreoBase. CreoBase is a operational system for creators to help them facilitate and manage this relationship between brands and themselves, um, being able to help them create a great workflow, maintain professionalism between themselves and brands. Yeah, I, I, I especially like how uh, you picked a problem that you have gone through yourself. Uh, were you always interested in solving personal problems that you had or like how did this mindset of I want to fix this, I want to solve this problem come about? A, a great startup comes from a deep, deeply rooted problem. And oftentimes that deeply rooted problems are best solved when you have 
personally experienced that problem or if you can understand that problem from a perspective of the person really really well um but it always go back to the root of what i love and what problem and with a pain point that i feel the most um and as of this startups i felt like creator are very neglected in the realm of the startup ecosystem a lot of startups are amazing and i i love using them but sometimes it is started by people that are not in the space quite understanding what are the needs of the creators um and being coming from there i think that creators need to be represented um and understanding a lot deeper in a way of what do they actually need yeah to me what sounds really fascinating about this is how quickly you went from being a novice at tiktok to trying to seek out all the other things that most creators aren't doing and it's like you're always you know scratching the edge of the walls and trying to extract as much as possible and i think that's like you know the the only way where at least from my experience is the way you can learn all those is through making a shit ton of mistakes and uh it's it, it's really funny because when you make all those mistakes while you're making them it doesn't feel great but at the end of the day when you look back uh in retrospect it feels like yeah that was like the perfect opportunity was not being able to have that or being able to screw up at x y and z what what advice would you give maybe to other college students or maybe to yourself when you were uh you know in your junior or senior year of, of college um you know nothing <laughs> like yeah i mean you know a lot but you also don't know a lot so you want to make sure you dabble in everything they like, don't mm-hmm. limit yourself there's so much things to do out in the world um dabble in everything like going to vc go into startups go into finance go into tiktok i don't know but dabble in so many different things for a year straight and then figure out what you like and then just go hammer hard on it cuz what i made as a mistake is thinking that i knew everything and knew what i want in life and i thought i planned it all out but i knew nothing um and i wish i would have given myself that year of just explorations um and actually learning things other than making mistake myself like i wish i could learn from other people's mistake um and just learning from that it would be so much easier and for you to choose what you want later on yeah it, it totally it's uh like the things that you've done i mean i don't know if it was even possible to invest as a content creator but the fact that you did that paved way for all the other content creators especially when they're starting out to see that as a possibility mm-hmm. which isn't reserved for uh the special few and it it's fascinating how a lot of times all you have to do is just ask or just knock on the door and people like respond. Yeah, you never know. Um shoot your shot. Like I yeah. shoot my shot so many times and I'm not going to lie, 90% of the time is a yes. And play your card. If you're a college student, play that card. And yeah, a lot of people, especially more established people, they want to give back, especially in the world of VC and tech and just startups. People want to give back a lot. Yeah, totally. Um Sandy Lynn, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Uh I had a really fun conversation and uh 
yeah, I, I'm really excited to see where you go with Creo Base, and Thank I you. wish you all the best of luck. Thank um, you so much. Awesome.